my spidey senses tingling. Hello. Hello, Slim. Paper Keg 6. Numero Hello. Seis. We are live from the bowels of New Jersey. Two weeks in a row. To talk comic books at Dale's house. Um, over here. He's got a bat cave. Welcome to the show. It's cold. Like a cave. Everybody, episode six. Paperkeg.com, check it out. We're going to talk comics. We're going to talk comic news. We're going to get into our book club, Fear Agent Reignition. Let's go right to Can it right now. wait. <laughs> Let's just talk about Fear Agent for two hours. Oh, my God. I could. Could you, Dale? I would. I could. I would do it. And then we're going to get into your letters. Your letters to close out the we show. Got some. Uh, now, with us today is Jonesy. He is... Hey. He, he, your hair. Was, was did awesome. you get a haircut? I did. Let it grow out. All right. I like it. <laughs> I like it. That uh, bad, huh? Jonesy, right. is, Jonesy is writing a comic book right now with, true. with art from Brad Heitmeyer, who does the covers for each episode. Right now, you're probably looking at a spectacular Fear Agent cover for this episode. And I might ask everyone to mute their phones. Oh, I'm sorry. At Slim on Twitter. I know Words with Friends is very important in all our lives, but... (laughs) That was a text message. Um, J-Bag. Dale underscore A is here. Your resident World of Warcraft veteran. World of Warcraft... That's what I'm bringing to the table. Scientist. I feel good. Of wow, what is World of Warcraft? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a setup where I start talking about it, and then you mock me. No, we don't have to. We don't have to do that. No, no you know what? If you don't want to be called a wow historian, what would you prefer I, right now? I don't know. You know, you're you're you're, you're, you're the only person anything. that reads the wow comics and the uh, the off the beaten path stuff. Let's be honest here. You know, but I like it. You're looking at your list, and is there a wow comic on there? No, Dungeons and Dragons. No. No, but you know what? That's good because Mass the, the other hosts on the show don't read that. We need someone to represent that hey, faction. I read Halo. I read Halo books. I support that. I read Halo I also support the that. Covenant. Revenants. Revenants. Covenants. Revenants. <laughs> so, um, Halo Boot Camp. What, what? Internet Celebrity. Underscored. I, I, I like that name. I think we're going to go with that. So thanks to everyone who has reviewed the show. On the iTunes, as everyone saw, we were in the top twenty arts podcasts. New and no we had it going on. Uh, yeah, thanks for the reviews, everyone. We've um, probably, probably you know since last week, we we might have passed the fifteen mark for uh, Farrington's custom voicemail. Oh, I uh, can't wait to play that live on air. As you know, may or may not know, this is recorded not on the Monday that it posted. So who knows what happens overnight? Why would you break the fourth wall like that? Let's get into some news right now. Jens, you don't have any apologies for the listeners yet? No, fortunately, I didn't make an, uh, an A of myself last episode, so I have no uh, official apologies. Don't worry, we'll give you plenty of time don't you worry to do that. about that. <laughs> Paper Keg 6, let's get into some news. Um, somewhat non-new, you know? Well, you know talk Dare- about old and new. Let's get into some Daredevil right now. Oh, my God. Daredevil what? End of Days. What? By Bendis... Uh, I and, saw this on Twitter. And Maliv and Mac also. Mm-hmm. David um, Mac. Uh, this was pointed to me. Prolific. When I was uh, I was talking with, I think, yo underscore mister on the Twitter. Uh, we were talking about the Marvel MMO. 
that how I didn't think it's ever going to get released. Last see week. one of uh, see last Mandy week. Boo's. No, I, I met him at the Baltimore. Shout out at Mandy Boo. I met him at the Big Baltimore. <laughs> the Baltimore Comic Con uh, when I went to the. You're just networking yourself. The Harvey Awards. Oh, the Harvey Awards. That's where it was. Out there Back the when Ed Slim first got big. Yeah. The, it was the beginning. Back in the late double That was odds. the beginning of the yeah, early double odds? way bigger. Early 2010. I mean, mm. it's got to be. Eight months. Um, anyway, he was talking about how, uh, I think he made a joke about how Black Cat would be bundled with the game, Daredevil, or the, what was that one, Daredevil Target, maybe, Ugh. with Bullseye. The Target. Anywho, so that led me to look up um, End of Days, which apparently, th- what, four years ago, five years ago? Yeah, 07 was, was a tag. It was announced to be the Daredevil The End book. You know how they were doing those? Paul yeah. Jenkins did Punisher Wolverine. The End, Wolverine in the End. Punisher The End Marvel was Universe, the end. phenomenal. Uh, the Wolverine, Wolverine the, end? the End? No, Punisher. Oh, the yeah, yeah. Wolverine The End was abysmal. I'll just throw that I out I believe there. that I made my top ten list of worst uh, books of the last ten years. Did it not? I believe it. I think it did. Back when we were still the old comics podcast. Mm-hmm. Google that. Um, So this was this. I read the Newsarama CBR or what have you, and this was supposed to be the last Daredevil story, but it was supposed to be canon. This was going to be the official end of Daredevil for a year. This was when Brubaker was writing it. Never came out. A little bit some Brub. Never came out. Your thoughts on never coming out, Dale? I have. Internet no. Internet celebrity. I haven't coming out yet. I have never came out. For you. Wait, are these our thoughts on coming out? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my S. Uh, uh, the Daredevil. No. Would you? You didn't. Uh, I. I replied Jonesy the link, and he got. It seemed like he was excited. God, he was all boned I up. Got I, was, I got emotional. I was emotional. I was excited because I knew I fooled him. Hell, see, I knew he didn't look at the date of that article. Not at all. Your <laughs> thoughts now that that art that that book has never come out and probably never will come out. Uh good. Really, Bendis Malib duo. You don't want it to happen. Well, of course I want that to happen, I, and I pray for it every day. Mm-hmm. I go to church, and I give a donation and say, God, Bendis and Malie back on Daredevil. You know, not a cure for cancer, nothing like that. Bendis will back on Daredevil. That is very selfless. Amen. Amen. Right. Very mm-hmm. selfless. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just – Wolverine isn't one of those characters that needs the end. Daredevil is not one of those characters that needs, you know, the end. Exactly. Um, uh, what's the Spider-Man arc we all love? Rain? Uh, no, where he's in the future. Is that Spider-Man Rain? Yeah. Yeah. The one I mean, Matt like, Henley hates. That is a that is a great, you know, Dark Knight Returns story of Spider-Man. Like, Daredevil doesn't need that. He's not a, you know, normally not a dark, twisted character. He's the one that always shows his hope in the face of countless, repeated life torture. So I just think Daredevil the end isn't something Daredevil fans want to see. Maybe because they've had it for the past five years. Yeah, it's been Daredevil the end. I mean, what are they going to do? Destroy his business and then the kingpin kills his his loved ones? Right. Like, that doesn't happen every four (laughs) months. Let's uh, get into some more exciting news. Please. Smallville's finally ending. Okay. Um, Your thoughts on the season, the series as a whole, Jonesy, coming to a close emotionally for you? I I know it's no Supernatural. You and Matt Lauer that is love the that. best show ever. You know, it's the best show you're not watching. <laughs> Papercake.com. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would say Smallville has been a roller coaster. I mean, the first season was, I, I think, perfect execution. And then the second season, you know, teetered off. You know, in three and four and five, try to get too, try to get too Kryptonian mythological. 
And then uh, I think I mentioned last uh, episode when they came back with the uh, more DCU type stuff, it uh, it caught my interest again. But I think the past season 10 um, fell a little flat for me because it was too much about a fight with Darkseid and trying to make an episode 10 that wasn't capsuled that you could watch as one story arc. I was really just hoping for more cameos and more build up to him being Superman. I mean, I, I would think I would be all right if se- season nine was, you know, the end of the big story arc of the, the show. And then season 10 was just like, now let's introduce this character and then this character. And then at the end, you know, Clark becomes Superman. I did, mean, you, did you see the stills? of his some fan service. <laughs> yeah, they do. Did you see the stills of his, his costume that's yeah, like in the fortress? It's or almost the same. It's exactly the same as Superman. It, it looks like he has a collar. It's the Superman return suit, I think. But I'm he didn't have sure. a collar in that movie. Uh, it's probably sponsored by Hollister or something. Let's get real. Superman yeah. had a collar? I mean, like and a pop, Superman like, Returns? Well, one that you could pop. Yeah, you know, like a collar no. shirt. Yeah. Look at I, the stills. I, mm, Google the stills right now. I will Google, Google them. them. Google them. I will Google them. We can filibuster while Dale, that's happening. Were, were you watching this model? Do you still watch it? Um, I watch wife underscore A has ah. watched it, and uh, every once in a while I'll get caught up in the DVR'd version of it and uh i i'm you know it is what it is but i'm glad that they were able to do a proper send-off even though what i've watched this season so far there's no means to an end so it's so it's, it's gonna like, yeah, it's, it's like, gonna wrap up quick but it was good that they knew they had one more one last season to uh, tie things up which is very nice and uh you know the uh, clark lois relationship you know, mm-hmm. what have you? No way, not a collar. Are you sure, Jonesy? Just googled it. Let me let me, let me see what image you're looking you. at. Just flip that iPad around. I see a collar. That's like that's a red a, undershirt. No, that's a you don't. That is a different. That is not a collar. Go to uh, I think iFanboy had a, had a link. Yeah, right there. Either iFanboy. You're right here first, kids. Or CBR. You could definitely see a collar. That is no. That's no. that's that's the wrong image. That then. is the oh. Brandon Ralph. That's the very so you're the wrong image. <laughs> So uh, Smallville finally coming to a close. Good for them. Yeah, I, uh, I really hope that Bruce Wayne is the next series they make. I yeah, hope four I hope or five Lois. seasons, but a young Bruce Wayne learning how to be Batman kind of deal. Be cool if Lois just flashes just once. <laughs> I mean, Bruce internet Wayne. celebrity Dale underscore. Good thing a. A wife at underscore A doesn't listen to the podcast. Underscored. Let's let's change gears right now. Not necessarily news. But could be anything. Uh, it, it has to do with a few episodes back. We talked about RoboCop versus Terminator. I starting up again. Yeah. So I uh, I uh-huh. dusted uh-huh. off the uh, you know the uh, the back issues at your local shop. Yeah. And not my local shop. I don't go there. Yeah. Clowns. Little group. Just kidding. Um, Lol. RoboCop versus Terminator's original miniseries by Frank Miller on writing duties. Yeah. Louise. Simonson on art. <laughs> that was like a huge build up. So yeah. anyway, Simonson. Uh this is the you know this is the the hot er- era of RoboCop. Not that he's ever cooled in my eyes. Um but this Absolutely deals not. with a character coming back into our present day to say that the cause of the robot uprising was RoboCop joining Skynet and thus creating the robotic hellish future for uh, planet Earth. That's deep. I did yeah. not know. RoboCop is Murphy, the final no. Murphy. RoboCop is the final piece that lets Skynet 
take over. Why did he join Skynet? Um, he was the the first portion of the you know the uh, robotic thinking as thinking for themselves. He was the first like prototype, and then from there he joined. Wasn't he more of a cyborg than? This is the first robotic? step, you know. He's human cyborg. Slim's covering up big time. He's sticking up for him. <laughs> I love Murphy. All right, I got gotta stick That's up for him. That's cool. But uh, it was very cool because they showed the first iteration is um, like they do multiple timelines. There's one where uh, Robocop realizes that he's the cause, so he like ends his existence. And then as the future, like you go into the future and, and things are starting to change, you know, like the Terminators are realizing that there's something something happened in the past that's causing this to all to change. So then they send another person back in time, like right Whoa. before RoboCop decides to kill himself. Is it Alex Murphy's grandson? No. I don't know. No. He can't have sex. He's a RoboCop. Okay? And uh, at various points when RoboCop, you know, changes the future, um, as things are shifting in the in the future, they send another person back, and he oh has to gosh. battle them. It's very cool. Very cool. That's you know? cool. It was awesome. That's I loved a, it. So that's one of the books you read this week. Then. That was, but well, it was newsish. News. You know, yeah, I'm not into news. the books that I was talking about yet. But that's uh, that's cool. That uh, I I, I want to go back and read that. Just you so should. I can I'll, see I'll lend the, you the floppies. Awesome. Um, the other hashtag floppies. <laughs> uh, for next week's show, you know, we don't know what the cast is going to be yet. At D Sale might be on the show. Whoa! Coming back out of retirement. Oh man, that's um, gonna be good. That's gonna. Be he awkward. might sit in next next episode. I'm gonna throw it out there right now. We're gonna be talking demon in a bottle. Whoa! Paper keg you heard it here seven first. Paper keg seven demon in a bottle. Jonesy, I would love to get your thoughts on that trade paperback that we're gonna be talking about. Well, being an alcoholic. <laughs> oh my god, I can probably relate. <laughs> no, uh, did I hear D sale? We'll be back. He might be sip, uh, sitting in on uh, the next uh, two I, um, episodes. I'm not a huge Iron Man fan, mm-hmm. but Demon of the Bottle is one of those few uh, trades you can read, and no matter what you feel about the character, you are touched by the story. Like I would never music. No, no, I'm not done. <laughs> you need to relax. <laughs> now he's just talking I, just you know, to hear. I would. It. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would never go pick up probably. Uh, Whoops! What was that? Typewriter? That was a typewriter. <laughs> Snooze. I probably I would never pick up a War Machine book, but if there was a War Machine arc that was you know supposed to be monumental, then I would probably go pick it up just mm. to read. You know, I agree. So that's Paper Cake Seven. Look out Can't for it. Lucky number seven next week. Boom! You want to get into some comic chat right now? Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Internet yeah. celebrity. Why don't you go first? Okay, I'll go. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dale, what are you reading right now? Future Foundation, number two. Hmm. Mm, read it. By the Jonathan Hickman and Steve Epting. Yep. Sign me up for really? more. Good? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I like it. I liked it. What did you like about it, Dale underscore? Uh, Everything. You oh, now you're calling it. me out like I didn't read it. <laughs> Maybe I, you know. No, no, it's just I read it and it kind of it turned me off. So This is you know. okay. This is the what uh, Dr. Doom is... Is is back? Doctor Doom is back. Apparently, he's has suffered a brain damage, of some kind. Uh, mm-hmm. So Valeria Richards, the daughter of the super genius scientist Reed Richards, yeah, the one and only Mister Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Valeria is um, petitioning for Doom to join the Future Foundation. 
I don't agree with that. Which is so weird, but, you know, yeah, Reed and uh, Victor Vaughn, as, as Reed calls him, um, they have this relationship or whatever. So, you know, they there's like this respect thing, but they try to take over the world. Yeah, there's a know. weird – I read that. There's a weird, like, you know, Victor's kind of cool. But he, even yeah, though he even tries though. to kill us and take over the world all the time, <laughs> and his doom bots, but um, he suffered brain damage, so they're on a mission to uh, correct that. So, do um, we want to spoil it? Do we want to give it away to the readers? What happened? I don't think we uh, do. Don't don't look at me because I know how to get more hate mail via the Twitter. So the last page, I, well, the, then the last page. I mean, it's. Yeah. Uh, did you read it? It's lit? I did, but I don't remember what happened on the last page. Well, well I can't talk about it. So spoil it if it's a spoil. No, we can't spoil it, Jonesy. You know what? I hope. At Mary Sillas listening. Oh, God. She's going to stop listening now. Because <laughs> when do we we spoil things, then we don't spoil? I mean, I don't understand. I think we should stop spoiling when things. When I talk, we, we have to stop spoiling things. Okay. Or soil readings. Anyway, he, here's the deal. Let me break it down in a non-spoilerific way. <laughs> Read the book. You know, who cares? People can be up in arms that Spider-Man joined the, the uh, Fantastic Four. I like it. Oh, you know what? Now that you mentioned that, we have a, a slight correction. Uh, I'm not sure who pointed. Out. I think it was at Matt Lauer. I may, I pointed out two episodes ago. We actually should have pointed this out last episode, uh, where I didn't like how Dan Slott wrote a new intro to Spider-Man's uniform in the FF. Yeah. Whereas it was different in FF one. Stand corrected. In the Spider-Man issue, where he brings in that goofy Fantastic Four uniform, Mister Fantastic says, "I think you left our new uniform yeah. here." So I apologize. So it's not a con- out of continuity you know, editor I, editorial. I think I breezed through that too. I would have never picked up on that. Yeah, it's a very small panel. You know, he's done his little stretchy arm thing. So uh, I apologize so to Spider Man. What for, else is it good for? For not uh, reading that correctly. But the last the last page, uh, it will certainly want you reading FF number three. Jonesy, your thoughts? I like. You don't want to read FF. Okay. <laughs> I. T- no, I like FF. Uh, I would never have picked up the title unless it was for this show, though. Yeah, that's I don't. What if uh, we're slaves what to if, our work? What if your favorite artist Lian Yi was right, was drawing? <laughs> if Ben doesn't believe on the title, I would uh, I would read it every day. Of course. What, right. what about uh, Kurt Busiek and uh, I don't this know. week's Busiek? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't need to sound her. I do it all my own. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even need us right that? now? <laughs> you just want us to leave? Let's go off the cuff. We'll get Jamie no, no. to cut that um, out. I like FF because, you know, I was never a fan of the Fantastic Four. Uh, their story arcs always seem so grandiose for me. Mm. Yeah, like, that's true. They have like, to be it, in that mood. To if you ever uh, if you ever go on the TVTropes.org website, there's a trope called Read Richards is Useless. What's a trope? Which is basically about, uh, you know, Reed can cure cancer, but he won't. He'll just solve um, these huge alien problems, and you know, I was always more of a fan of like a like film noir detective stories, and I was more about these big fantastic cosmic stories. But um, power cosmic. Mm-hmm. Having Spider Man in the book makes it more street level. Boom! There you go. And was easier for me to pick up on. You do like it street I, level. I, I do relate like to it that. street level. Well, he's a, you know, why my favorite heroes, you know, Wolverine, Batman. Spider-Man is because I enjoy Daredevil. I enjoy the gritty Michael McDonald over here. Action. Taking it to the streets. Taking it to the Mental streets. High five. Mental Jensen, high what five. are you Mental reading right now? Let's FF2. talk about how Brightest Day 24 flip-flopped the DCU. Flipped it. Flipped and flopped it. it. Let's talk about it. it. 
and we, it made Swamp Thing nine stories tall. Let's talk about that too. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we yeah, I think as a group we started to get into. I think Dale, you had read Swamp Thing before, but for the one episode we got into some Swamp Thing hard yeah, after right. after Dale, you know, told me about Swamp Thing twenty one. I got into it. Best single comic ever. Could be. You be the judge, internet. I am the judge. I write, am the internet judge. Same law. <laughs> Letters at paperpaint.com. So, so Swamp Thing's back, Jonesy, in the Marvel, in the he DCU. Is. He is. He, uh, for, this is not a spoiler since it's about the whole issue. Yeah, this is big news anyway. But um, Swamp Thing, it's or rather not Swamp Thing himself, but Alec Holland, Holland himself has become the White Lantern. Whoa. That is the big news of the DCU. The stars align. Everything so makes sense. The right. White Lantern resurrects Alec Holland. Who at this point, since he's not really Swamp Thing, like thinks his last memory was burning alive in the, in the bayou. What? Mm -hmm. So uh, the White Lantern says, you know, you need to join with your Swamp Thing, offspring and become this hero, and you, you know, and you're now you're going to be a hero in the DCU. It's goofy already. Um, it sounds confusing. Not only confusing, I don't know, I mean, like the not the gimmick, but the thing I liked about Swamp Thing and. Uh, at Dale underscore A on the Twitter, and I talked about this earlier. We like Swamp Thing when he's like a Tales from the Crypt exactly. pulp character. He's not a superhero per right. se. There's no Justice League. Right, does but good he, deeds. he's, he's just this force for nature that, you know, you can have like more realistic situations. And yeah. it's not so fantastic as like being on the Watchtower. Mm -hmm. So my fear with the, you know, bringing back Swamp Thing is that he's going to be in the DCU as part of the JLU now. Right, he's going to be teaming up with like Booster Gold or right. something. Yeah, so and crap. you know what? I I will you you heard this here first. If they make if they give Alec Holland the ability to shift between Alec and Swamp Thing oh. as part of the Green Lantern powers, I will stop reading DCU. <laughs> Even though I love Batman. I will burn all my DCU comic books. Wow. All your DCU comics. Burn. And then I'll video oh it. You can put this on is YouTube. news, people. Papercake.com. This is questionable. On the YouTube. I, I would never do that. Are you kidding? <laughs> You're nuts. You're but nut. still, I would be very, very upset Sweet. if they gave him the ability to shift. So brightest day on the whole. Was it a up, thumbs, up, thumbs up or thumbs down for Gen Z? Writer. I would say that the the ending definitely was sensational. But taking yeah. 24 issues to get there exactly made it Geoff. hard for me. Made it, I mean, not hard to get away. That's inappropriate. We're safe. Yeah. Clean podcast. <laughs> right? But I, even in the last five issues, like, I was starting to snore. Like, yeah. Firestorm is an S-y character. Why are we going to the motivations of Firestorm? What about Hawk and Dove? You Why is Hawk and oh, Dove, man? God. Hawk and Dove. Quit bringing it up because now Why? the stage is getting worse and worse every day. Hawk and Dove. Every minute. Should just never be allowed to be in a comic. Oh Hulk my word! Who's the guy? Who's the man? Hulk. Hey. I, the I would hope. Hit. I would hope the guy's not dove. <laughs> well, that'd be like you know. <laughs> that's true. Now that I, I think one of the, my first comic books I ever had uh, is a Hawk and Dove yeah. comic book. Believe it or not, awful. It was when you used to go into CVS and they had those three packs oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for like a dollar or two dollars. <laughs> they're always these crappy DC comics. But you know, I'm just trying to push them. Didn't matter to me. I tell you comics. what though. I do like the fact that the White Lantern device is very, uh, what do you call that word, like vicious. Like he's not, like so, Dove's dead. We'll bring him back in White Lantern. Nah. So what, like, uh, fill us in, what happened to uh, Boston Brand, a.k.a. Deadman? Boston Brand, of course, is Deadman. So at the Spoiler. end. Spoiler. 
He was resurrected through the course of Brightest Day right? as the proxy carrier of the White Lantern. And at the end of this issue, spoiler, uh, he does in fact die again. Uh-huh. But surprise, surprise, since he's limp. dead, since he's dead, man, he comes Flaccid back then. as a ghost. Yeah. Uh, so he's so basically now. square one. He goes full circle from being resurrected as a White Lantern to back as dead man. Look, let me. Which come on, that was the lay something down right now. That was the easy way out. Dale underscore A. Let me let me spell it out for you. Brightest day. One, two, three, four. Should five, I drop six. the beat? Boom. Brightest day one through six. That's all you need. <laughs> That's it. And That's then just read twenty four. Tie yeah. up these storylines quick. Quick. You hear my finger snapping? They need to quick. make the money off these. Uh, Shh, they're milking it. Milking you know what it. about the Green Lanterns? There's like thirty Green milking Lantern it. titles out. That's true. And uh, Flash, Flashpoint. You know everything's getting Age of Apocalypse rebooted. Really? Is Flash a, the glue that holds the DCU together? No. But no. Jeff Johns would have you believe that that's the you know the case. You know it's nice to be able to talk about what I want about DC without Farrington <laughs> here to be like <laughs> DC. You're wrong. You're so DC, wrong. He's like a DC cop. That happened 30 years ago in one panel. Yeah. Let's get into something I liked about DC Comics. Let's talk about it baby. right now. The Tower of Babel. What? Oh, uh, JLU Tower of Babel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. J- JLA. Classic. JLA. Superman. What did I say? JLU. You did. Superman has long mullety hair. I don't think he had a molt in this one. He totally did. Yeah. Maybe you're just dreaming. No, no, I think I think Daniel Scarray is right about that. Farrington one. lent Quote me uh, his copies of JLA Tower of Babel. Uh, Howard, is it Howard Porter on art? I do believe the great Mark Wade. He draws a good mullet on Superman. Oh, uh, so Wade. This is the famous storyline where Raz Al Ghul uh, discovers. You mean Raish? Discovers Batman's failsafes against all the members of the JLA, right? And uses them against them to take them down. Oh man! And in order to distract Batman while he's doing this, he digs up the coffins of his parents and teeters them above the Lazarus Pit, and uh, and 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 nudges Batman. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna raise them from the dead." What do you think about that, Batman? Whoa! I just, I just blew what? your mind. So meanwhile, he's using all his little tricks against uh, the the JLA to take him down. That's what he's doing. Great, four issues, boom! Not twenty four issue bullcrap from Brightest Day. Bi weekly. <laughs> um, I don't usually read JLA stuff. You know, so I had this... a I had a hankering to read uh the the JLA the JL reboot with Batman and he punched Guy Gardner. I think I'm gonna borrow those from Farrington too. Oh, yeah. But that was good. He said these are good, and I read them in. Uh, they were you good. Concur. So this wasn't the alien race trying to terraform the Earth. What am I thinking of? I don't know. Is that also a Raz Al Ghul story? No, but it's Superman has a mullet in it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I don't know what you're <laughs> thinking about. I hate you. So the Tower of Babel, are they turning that one into a movie? They I think should. they are. Yeah, yeah, because DC's going to make a movie. Uh, no, uh, I mean a, an animated movie. Oh, maybe. That'd be awesome. Someone, If anyone wants to write into the show and let us know, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. Um, so that's that's what I read. That's one of the stuff. Wow. One of the things I read this week. Uh, I read a lot of lot of lot of lot of stuff. We'll get into it if we have time. Fair enough. Might not have time. Might not. Who knows? Who knows? Dale, what else are you reading this week? Imaginary boys. <laughs> I leave you with that. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Is that a sexual predator title? I don't know. You tell me. I have <laughs> never heard of this. This sounds like a, your a VHS you have in your closet somewhere. Your, your big. Mind in what is what is this book? Telekinesis mind in the gutter. Imaginary boys. It's a uh, I found on the Comicsology. 
Really? It was a Zuda title. Uh, Zuda Comics. I love Zuda, Zuda. Comics. What, what? Uh, Tony Trobe? <laughs> Got a Zito? Street oh, level. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> Raza. Taking it to the street. You know what? Me and Raza are Let's tight. get back on, on course here. Carlos we are drifting. Lopez Bermudez. Raza, we just telekinetically fist bumped. You and I. Go ahead. Your mind powers. Imaginary Boys is uh, a comic on the web. <laughs> it is about a little girl um, who was, you come to find it. I mean, are we spoiling what? So she dies. All right? I, I can't. That's not a spoiler. That's. Don't live your life as the if first Mary panel. Sale was listening. That's all I'm saying. I'm scared to death now. I don't know what to do. First panel, she's dead. <laughs> she wakes up in the underworld. So the premise of the story is there isn't just a heaven and hell. There are different branches, different places you can go. Is there an island? In the sun. That is what we are. Why are we even I here? Mean, Sale just do his right own now? show. It is uh, silence in the streets, so not the sun, but whatever. Jonesy, you know what? My bad. You're right about that, though. I know. I admit it on the internet. I know. It's underscored. I just got underscored. <laughs> what is happening? I don't, I don't even know. know what is happening is right this now. Paper so, this, right now? So this poor little girl, Elise, yeah, uh, is dead. Panel one. We've, we've talked about this book for ten minutes, and all we know is that someone dies in the first panel. Because <laughs> you guys are judging me. And uh, so what she has to do is go through this. I, I can't call it the underworld because it's middle world. It's like purgatory, but there's places to see and people to do. And um, she runs into this gang of other people who you find out have Powers? met their fate by the same method that she did. Really? And, you know, she's got to decide whether she wants to help them exact revenge or... You know, just live her, live her afterlife, and uh, she runs into her old pup, pup named Duncan or something, Dominic. Yeah, uh, it's a cute little, it's a cute little story. Ninety nine cents a piece. Now this is this is in the Zuda format, so it's it's widescreen, right? Yeah, it's widescreen. It's beautiful. I like that on the Retina display. It's uh, you know, it's all comic or uh, computer. At, you know, the, the artwork is really it's really nice. It's bright colors, even Love though it's it. an underworld. You know, Very they need to get, get on colors. Lee L. from Fear Agent. Remember that? And the first two issues of Stumptown. Got to rest that book soul. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so this is, this, is, this is getting the uh, underscore A two thumbs up. That's what you're telling us yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. There you go. First, step, first issue is free. You have no reason. Wow. You got the web. I might you got download. the Android. You got the iOS. I might download that uh, as soon as I leave here and boys. read it while I'm driving home. Yeah. Thumbs up. All right. That, that gets the, the seal of approval. Everyone check it out. Jonesy? Uh, I read Uncanny X-Force number eight. Love the X-Force. Again by Rick Remender. Oh, man. Quickly becoming a hot, hot writer. Just tearing it up. In comics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The next Brian Michael Bendis. Oh, let's not go that far. I don't next. want him to ruin everything. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Your hatred. I'm just uh, kidding. I'm sure he's, he's he does great stuff. This episode uh, focuses on the Psy member of the team. Psylocke, right. if you will. And uh, I didn't know how powerful Psylocke had become, so I dropped a wiki and read up on the past of Psylocke. Yeah. Very you fell asleep discombobulated past. Oh, yeah. I 
I noticed that she's when I was, got the worst past when I was reading through the old back issues of Uncanny, mm-hmm. you know, in like the Jim Lee era, and she kind of got in with the Mastermind and uh, who else? I don't know. She became an assassin, I think. She became right. Asian. The she only did. thing I oh sorry, go ahead. no. The only thing I knew about her is she could make pink side blades come out of her hands. Mm-hmm. So halfway through this issue, I guess which is a throwback to Psylocke fans, she goes into the astral plane to confront the Shadow King, who is you know an old, old, old X-Men oh, villain. Yeah, I couldn't stand the Shadow King. And she appears in this purple outfit with Wolverine-type face. Yeah, that's her uh, old costume. Yeah, and I, well, I had no idea. Uh, I only knew Psylocke as the Chris Claremont, you know, black bodysuit. With the bands on her hips and the side blades, so I was. That's you know what led me to to search about her backstory, and it just. Uh, I don't know if it took me out of the story to have that. I mean, for Psylocke fans, I'm sure that would have been huge for them to see that. Uh, but for for me, who's someone who just knows Psy, Psylocke peripherally, I'm probably more in the Ultimate Universe than in the Six Sixteen. It wasn't. A difficult issue for me to get through. I think Psylocke's cool. I like her outfit. I think it's cool. She's a martial art psy person, but I just Reminder is doing a lot of stuff, uh, which I noticed, like bits and pieces in the point one issue. We did a lot, but he's definitely like giving nods to the history of X Men, which I like. Right. You know that yeah, that costume cool. change right there is. I mean, that issue came out what twenty plus years ago, so I mean, hardcore fans will will enjoy that. Well, I think I, I might. My interest with uh, Psylocke is peaked. Like I said, uh, I don't know if it was last episode, the episode before. I am a fan of strong female characters who kick a and take ends. Mm-hmm. And you uh, love it, yeah. I don't so know why you love is. Birds of Prey. I, oh, I hate Birds of Prey. That's how they get in there right now. <laughs> oh, never mind. Way to defeat your own <laughs> argument right there. I guess maybe I just like Marvel, maybe guess <laughs> females. Um, Boils it down. Let's move on. Broke the seal. Got to talk, bros. That's God, Jesus. I mean, you literally just, just me peed five minutes ago. I got a 16-ounce bladder, yo. What do you want me to All do? Right. Pee in the bottle right here. Moving on into a classic. Let's talk about it. Instant classic by an internet darling. Not Nathan Fillion. Another internet there darling. There is someone else. Not Will Wheaton. Jesus. <laughs> I hate Will Wheaton. You hear that from the bathroom. I, I am talking about none other than Joss Wheaton. Oh, yeah. I was I was going through. Go pee. Makes get your head in there. Like peeking out of the bathroom door, talking to us. It's creepy. Um, it's creepy. Astonishing X Men. (laughs) The first R. I was going through. uh, You twittered about it. I did twitter about it uh, at Slim on the Twitter. If you guys are just down with the Twitter, you're down with me. Um, He's got like 600 followers. Follow me, (laughs) internet celebrity. Um, Astonishing X Men. I was in the the comics app. You know, mm-hmm. by Comixology, I uh, was going through some issues, and I saw the Astonishing X-Men number four of mm-hmm. the Whedon Cassidy run. Um, I remember that run. This is the issue where it has the huge reveal uh, where Colossus comes out of of this, you know, break world technology. That's right. Yeah. Um, it was his first. His, his comeback from his the, the legacy virus. You know, he sacrificed himself to stop the legacy virus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who drew that uh, cover, that famous one? Carlos Pacheco. Oh. Uh, so this issue, Beautiful. you know, he comes in from this, you know, this huge room and Kitty Pride is there. Yeah. And uh, there's this awesome, I think, 
like I said on the Twitter, probably the best single comic book page in the past 15 years. It's stunning. So the top panel is, you know, him coming out of the room. It's from the same point of view for the four panels. He's in front of her. He walks through her. You know, she phases, and then he's gone, and she's, like, feeling her heart after he walked through her. I can't do it justice, obviously. Not like Whedon, Cassidy. Download it. It's in the app. I mean, can can anyone name a better page than that? I don't think he can. It was awesome because uh, the, 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 the expression on her face, it's, you know, it's the first time she's seeing him, and he's like dodging, he's like deflecting bullets. He's got, he's in the middle of some world saving mm-hmm. something. Yeah, so there's no time to converse. There's no, it's, it was amazing. And then after that, he sees Katya. He thinks, you know, he's like, Katya, am I dead? Because he thinks he thinks he's finally dead. He thinks he's seeing he's in heaven right, right. now, well, seeing his long lost love, Katya. Astonishing X Men Four. If Boom. you're not reading the original Whedon Cassidy run, you're a chump. You've I actually get on ignore that. all the runs after his. I never picked. Oh, up it's it's that. uh same here. I didn't read the actually. I read one issue by Ellison. Was it Ellis or Wade after that? But it was the art with uh, Simone Bianchi. On art, right? You did art. <laughs> and I then, heard your son cry upstairs. And then after upset. that run, I think it was Vincent Ghost Box. <laughs> was it? Oh, it was Ghost Box, wasn't it? I think so. I want to say Box-a-la. like I want to say Dan Jurgens did Ish. or Phil Jimenez. <laughs> I think he did art. Well, anyway, da- Daniel Way is drawing it, or Daniel Way is writing it now with uh, I think Peterson on art, mm-hmm. and it's just ugh. It, does Daniel Way have any creator-owned stuff? No, he just does Marvel properties, I think. He needs to, because his Marvel properties Do we want to read his creator-owned stuff? I'm I not would. sure. I'd give it a shot. Daniel Way, I'm sorry uh, if you're just now tuning in. We yeah. apologize. We're just not a fan. Just, I'm not a fan Wolverine. of your Wolverine. We have to be honest. You know? We have to be honest to the people. We do. We don't hold back like the other podcasts. You yeah. know, you know, Daniel Way, what it sounds like, you know, your Wolverine Origins, the first five issues, I actually liked. Your the- Muramasa saga. In the can, but then you just—I think uh, you just can't stay on a title for too long. Mm-hmm. His Deadpool, I liked. His, when Deadpool came into the book, mm-hmm. it wasn't a, uh, in the Wolverine Origins. His little, his brief stay, I enjoyed it, and I think he went on to to write a, a Deadpool series. I believe you're that's right. like around the era where, where you know it was Deadpool Mania, yeah. where Deadpool was like on toilet paper. You know who knows about that? At D Sale loves the Deadpool. Does he? Yeah. I don't think he likes the Max and the Punisher. Book. He's a big mm-hmm. Punisher fan. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what I read digitally. Amazing. Um, what's the time check here? I think we can go go another round and then do yeah, a lightning do round. Oh, really? Yeah, really? Let's wow. Do, let's do another, another round. round. <laughs> and a lightning oh, round. Wow. Holy. <laughs> Avengers twelve point one. Can't wait to comment on this one. Point one Can't initiative. Wait. All right, let me break it down for you because it's my time. <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis, uh, Marvel gem. He's loved. I love him. He I is. I, you know, it's hard to talk bad about him. Darling. Avengers 12.1. I haven't read Avengers since they relaunched. Maybe I read the first Avengers, Avengers number one, you know, whatever, 12 months ago. Maybe. Right. Um, so 12.1, the point one initiative is, is meant to get readers back into it, you know, get your, get your, your foot on the break. I don't know oh, what I'm what's saying. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, okay. So. Brian Michael Bendis, Avengers. You open the front page. Who's on the cover? Who's on the first page? Spider Woman. What is this? Two years ago? What is this? Four years ago? What is this? Six years ago? Like, I, 
if I'm getting back into it and I've read it in the past three or four years, I'm done with Spider Woman. Mm-hmm. Like he just has a hard on. He will for he will shove Spider Man down your throat no matter what you say. The I don't first really panel, it's like Spider Woman, uh, Hydra member, Maria Hill Hill supporter. Like, look, I just stopped. I stopped reading Avengers because of this, and now you're trying to get me back on. And then the end of the issue, Ultron. Like this is what this is the Ultron initiative, Avengers one through six, three years ago. Has it been that, that long? Yeah. But Ultron's back in the game, come baby. On. Back in the game. Get out of here. What is this? Uh, yep. I'm back in the time warp again. Maybe their sales are dipping and they need to get an Avengers event going. Yeah, you know, the Ultron yeah. event. Oh, man. You know what's going to happen? We're so going to get Ultron home front tie-ins. <laughs> God. Ultron, Ultron, Iron yeah. Fist. And They're going to give out Ultron man. masks, cardboard masks at the Comic-Con. <laughs> uh, can, I, can I interject here yeah, with uh, my two cents? You know, I'm a big Hitch fan. Yes. Big Brian Hitch, so I picked that baby up. Yeah. Hardcore. Um, Brian Hitch, non-ultimate stuff. <laughs> eh. Yeah, right. With your hand. Eh. Yep. Uh, as evidenced by the very first page. Everyone open up your Avengers 12.1 right now. Open it up Got with it. this. Right I will now. give you a minute to open it up. Or you could go on Comp Google Comics Alliance Avengers 12.1 because they do a preview and they show the page I'm talking oh, about. Oh, man. Page one. Look at Wolverine's face in the bottom right corner. What is happening with this poor man's face? When did Oswald Cobblepot develop an adamantium yeah. skeleton and put on the Wolverine mask? Danny DeVito over here. It is despicable what happened on that first page as a Wolverine fan. It's it's not pretty. Close your books, everybody. (laughs) And and class. Uh, Even though I did page ahead, I just Brian Hitch, you know, does uber realism. The Ultimates are an uber real Mm -hmm. uh, team. Just don't want to see him draw Wolverine ever again. I'm. I found it. I would love to to just separate those two from each other. The meat of the comic. It was a little less what I liked because they kind of branched off. And uh, sent only a few of the Avengers to search for Spider-Woman because, God forbid, uh, we don't have a comic with Spider-Woman in it. And, uh, yeah, it was all right. Jonesy? Yeah. My book? Yep. Ultimate Spider-Man. No, okay. Ultimate Spider-Man number 659. What? (laughs) Pull the mic away from my face. (laughs) Uh, Continues the story of uh, Spider-Man and his fledgling time with the Future Foundation. And... uh, he is jumping through Reed Richards, through dimensions, to find out who this evil that's been released and try to seal it back up. Of course, again, the most interesting part of the book for me is the B-plot, where right. it tells the story of his, his new redhead girlfriend who is, okay, finds out that Peter's lying to him. So she goes on, like, this risque girl's night out, and mm-hmm. uh, they get out, you know. She's they, a roller They do girl. some, some roller mm-hmm. roller. Play, what is that thing when they roller hit each other? Roller derby. Roller derby. Roller derby. Yeah, and new. then they decide to go get a tat. They make out with each other. And, Do they uh, call it a tat in the book? A tat. Well, well I think they call it a tattoo. Oh, okay. I, I read call it, it a tat. And she decides to get. Wait for it. Spoiler. Oh man, this is. I'll wait five seconds. Fast forward forty seconds. She gets a green goblin <sighs> tattoo. Why would she do that? Well, it has some significance to in her? the Marvel underworld, I guess, because was uh, she drunk? This does. This she does not drunk. seem she's, like her. She is drunk. Okay. Which is drunk. Which she is drunk. She, she wouldn't be allowed to get a tattoo guy. anyway. She's a monkey on the lamb. Absolutely crazy. I've never heard that before. Well, I like it. I'm going to use it. I'm but uh, and then you know it switches back to the a plot 
um, where they finally figure out the people that are responsible for the dimensional dimensional shattering, who I won't spoil it here, but um, I kind of like Amazing Spider-Man again. Hmm. Well, and, can uh, I get a fist bump? Yeah, I'll, I'll fist bump on that. Hmm. Explode it. I won't fist bump that. Fist bump. I'm going to interject right now. Go ahead. Um, I did read the majority of that issue. You know, I'm, I'm an amazing collector. I'm back in again. Yeah, it's a brand yeah. new day. Uh, I'd love to see Chris Bacalo oh, on the title God. permanently. Um, I would pay. You know, I was reading. Money. I was reading with the, the FF stuff. Got a little too hokey for me. A little too hokey. Come on, it's Dan Slot. Little, little too hokey. Don't you know, the pirate stuff the slot. when the thing and oh, Spidey dressed up as a pirate. I'm like, ah. But then he had a thing. Oh, uh, weren't you the same like guy that said it should be accessible to all ages? I don't know if I said uh, Spider-Man was that. What? Well, Jeez. to that to that statement, I don't think any new reader is going to come in and get Spider-Man six hundred. No, you're X, right. You're right. You know? You're right. You're right. I, th- I think I think you. I am right. Um, I'm waiting for Spider Island to start. Then I'll then I'll start paying attention again. It, is that like Survivor with Spider-Man? You get that mic away from your mouth right now. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's the, <laughs> it's like the countdown though. It's like filler issues. Yeah, I think so too. But the significance, this is crazy because, like, maybe she doesn't know, and maybe the tattoo artist should have, I don't know, maybe the tattoo artist should have known, but I haven't read Osborne since the first issue, but that's all happening in Osborne. Like, Norman Osborne supporters are getting these tattoos, so if she gets this tattoo, like, that's going to be a big deal. It worked, well, you know, too. They dropped the line, you know, that, that tattoo has significance other than just... Yeah, and she recognized yeah. that Peter... Peter hates Norman. You know, Peter's lying to her, to her face, That's but true. I hope he dumps her. I really do after that kind of move. It's just, it's how just, would you feel like a jerk? Let's let's say, let's take me. You know, like, you know, my, my girlfriend kept disappearing, so I'm like, cheater. I'm like, she's right. not into this. And how bad would I feel, like, three weeks later if I was like, oh, she's Supergirl. I guess I'm the jerk. Right. You got a yeah. tattoo now of her arch nemesis. Yeah. Of Lex Luthor. Lightning round right now. Um, one sentence. You know, name a title. Walking Dead. Um, it's getting good again. Uh, there's my one sentence. All right? Okay. There you go. Yeah. Good. Right. Amazing Spider-Man Annual, number 38. Whoa. An- I didn't even know they made annuals anymore. Yeah. Huh. One sentence. This comic makes me want to buy the... Deadpool and Incredible Hulk annuals, number one. Wow. There you go. Stunning. I'm stunned. Stunned. Be stunned. Wolverine, number eight, hmm. makes me want to do the robot dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect sentence. Um, I think I have one more. Let me see what I got here. Um, Halo. Oh, Covenant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Number one. Uh, if you like... Halo and comic books, you should buy this. By the way, listeners, this is the series that made me go get an Xbox and the Halo <laughs> games. Really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Fall of Reach uh, made me go get the Xbox oh. just so I could play Halo. That's amazing. It's a great game. Bottom line. And open me up to <laughs> Xbox Live. You just spill beer all over yourself. Dale just and it's his turn for the lightning round, too. He just gotta, he's got to power through it. <laughs> Don't laugh. Such a... Don't laugh. It's dead air right now. I'm not laughing. Uh, that's it. I'm actually out of books. Oh, so. God. What an embarrassment. Ultimate Spider-Man number 157. The other half of... Uh... Yeah, the it was just bad. Spider-Man. I didn't like it. 
Well, we did. They showed that the uh, since we had recorded the last, they showed the the teaser image of the new Spider-Man taking over. Yeah, what's with that? I costume? did see a cod piece, so I think it is a guy, like a little you know bulge. Yeah, but who's it gonna be? Penis. I don't. <laughs> you mean? I I don't know who it's gonna be, but let's get into the book club right now. Thank God, <laughs> Fear Agent. I'm t- I'm saying it. Take it. Take the reins, Dale. Recommender. <laughs> We showed a lot of Rick Reminder love. Rick Reminder, he's going to be. He's going to be touting the paper keg soon. I think he will be. Uh, Fear after this little segment. Fear Agent Volume One. Rick Reminder, Tony Moore. Reminder, Reminder. I don't know. And my favorite colorist right now. Lee and Lou Ridge. I'm Lee Lou Ridge, providing art. For I, I think the first three issues, four issues, three or two, fantastic. Um, telling the story of Heath. How do you pronounce his last name? I don't know. Who? Who? Houston. How do you pronounce? I it? don't know. I read it. There's no O. I was gonna say Houston. That's I always said Houston. I say Houston. Okay, Heath Houston. Uh, he is the last remaining fear agent. Uh, you know, he's sent in to do the dirty work on uh, these planets. They got a problem, you know, with some kind of outlier species. They send him in. He's like the ex- he's like the space exterminator. Right. That's um, what he is. He's, he's his... reached legendary status. Right? Am I right? I don't know. I think has the fear agent says fear that. Agent. Fear, not, yeah. not Houston himself. but Or Huston. Huston. <laughs> what if it's Huston? Well, then I am dead wrong. Well, that's par for the course. Batting average is triple zeros. Uh, The notes that I have for the first issue, um, fantastic Tony Moore art. Uh, This is is right up there with his original Walking Dead art for me. Very clean, Mm -hmm. very pure, uh, and the coloring makes it pop right off the page. Love it. This is the kind of book that I love. You know, it's like an Indiana Jones in space in the future. What, What can you ask for? Yep. Really? Nothing. Square-jawed American. Nothing. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. He's, he's got a little... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Chance just redlined the hell out of that mic. <laughs> I'm so sorry. My favorite part of the show is when Josie knows he's about to laugh, and he puts the mic closer to his mouth. <laughs> Red-blooded American, Heath Houston. Josie, your thoughts. Your, your, your family's from the South, right? They are. Your thoughts on this character as a whole um, in space? This this character and this book were so much fun. Yes, that's that's yes. the Number the one. word that jumped in my head. Yep. It doesn't matter if this convention has been done before. Uh, Remeter just takes this whole genre, and like you, you're just as often as you're going to laugh out loud, as you're going to be like, "Oh, he's not going to make it." It's suspenseful. It's thrilling. It's fun. It makes you laugh. It reminds me of. Now, episode four, New Hope. Like it Huge is epic. Praise. It's Huge. epic in the fact that it's it's fun, and you just you cannot wait to read the next issue. Agreed. Fear agents, you're my top five of 2011. <laughs> wow. And it's only May. It's only May. <laughs> um, what are some other points in the in the book that I had? Uh, I love that you know the the first issue, it didn't start like some mega arc. Introduced Heath in kind of a no-win situation mm-hmm. on a gig, 
um, you know, he blows. He pretty much blows the gig sky high. And the last panel is him looking, you know, right at the camera, full body shot. What a badass, you know? Total, total badass. To be continued. B.A. Yeah. I mean, to be continued for me being a badass right now. Yeah. And second issue, who knows what happens? Probably more badassery. Yep. Um, who, who just who just open up their mouth like they're gonna talk? That would that would be me over here. <laughs> Uh, one thing I liked about Tony Moore's art in the first issue is that he plays everything straight. Like, He's a straight uh, man. You know, like, I'm sure Remder's script said Ray Gun. And he, like, yeah, draws, yeah. like, the perfect 1960s toy Ray Gun mm-hmm. that, you know, you would think is going to just have, like, bubbles come out of it. But really, <laughs> it's like a real, like, it, he plays it straight, Flash Gordon. And the sound, the sound effects of, uh, oh, yeah. Of all his uh, guns and toys and stuff, they're amazing because you can almost hear like a 1960s or 50s. Like some go, wee, wee, wee. Like, remember the gun you had? It goes like, wee, 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 wee. And I like yeah, that gun. Yeah. It was like a car alarm. Oh, my God. Uh, Tony Moore, his artwork. Yeah, I don't know what was... happened. I got the single issues of this when it first came out, and I also have the first two trades, and then I just didn't get anything else. I don't know what the hell happened. What happened in the book where I just like stopped reading and like uh, fell in love how with the book you, again? How could you not want to see? I don't know what happened to me after you know, you know the people go after the thing and you know it probably you fell know. off your periphery hardcore. It, I mean, it could it could have been one of the drops. You know, this yeah. is, these were these Slim are like, is a buzz reader. If there's buzz around <laughs> it, he's gonna read it. Right? I'm not gonna make fun of it. It's all for the show. Um, so you know, along with Heath, we have his ship Annie. Right. You know, uh, the first issue you're led to believe that maybe Annie is like his wife character. And then in a second, you see his, Annie's the computer of his, his like, podunk ship. Yeah, probably made in Ireland or whatever. Podunk. Whatever podunk his, Irish town. And, his, Irish town. <laughs> and um, his ship looks like a rocket ship. Yeah, which yeah. Which is amazing. Awesome. Um, so the main story of the first trade that we read was um, these feeders, kind of like the Halo Flood, um, take over this station, and these dressites... Uh, are a part of this plot to send them to Earth to eradicate the planet. And Heath uh, uncovers this plot because he's sent to the station to see, you know, why no one's radioing in. And he and he meets up with this. Uh, she's a scientist, Mara. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would say she's yeah. a scientist. So they 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 uncover this plot, um, but you're still led to believe that it's not all. You know, you can see the dressites speaking with each other, and they're almost like baiting. Um, Heath into this, so they go after them, and they. I think Annie had used some kind of new. What was it? Hyper fuel. Yeah, and well, no, the fuel itself was tainted. Yeah, right. because I, I don't want to spoil it. Sites. But the fuel itself was. Should I spoil it? Well, it's been out for like ten years. Oh, all right. Well, there we go. Reader should be the the, the dressites spike his fuel, right? Because you learn that this whole thing is a setup to get the last fear agent. Out of, I would say out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Air quotes he's doing. Yeah. Out of the way. Air quotes. He's time. also rotating his head very fast. <laughs> um, so they they use this fuel, and they're going so fast that they go back 20,000 years in time. Worked in Star Trek Four, bro. Save the whales. Because <laughs> he did a very cocky shoulder move after he said that. Bruh. Um, so they meet up with uh, the Tetaldians. The uh, they're a race that... Uh, believed in various uh, spiritual things, and they never wanted to die. So one of their group transferred the elder's brain into a robotic body so that they would live forever. 
uh, and eventually there was a conflict between you know they didn't have enough robot they didn't have enough machinery to create these bodies for everyone so there was a conflict between the the uh, the, the the flesh the fleshies fleshies um, and the robotic Teltaldians. and eventually you know Heath and Mara you know see this and I think the first big conflict on Earth was these robotic Tataldians coming to Earth. So this this hadn't right, yeah, and this had, hadn't happened yet, yet. in continuity for them. Mm-hmm. They hadn't developed a space flight yet while they were in this this section, but they know that in their past they had and they had come to Earth. So they realize that they're in the past. And the Tataldians are the reason uh, Heath's family is gone. There's a lot of a lot right. of S went down because of this yeah. invasion. And so now he sees this as an opportunity to save his family, you know, so they, they help the fleshies to try to get to, you know, the the leader currently of the robotic versions of the Tatalians. And um, the very last panel of this trade is Heath going up against the, you know, the boss, and the boss pretty much, like, kills him almost. You know, he, he like, stomps him, like, from the neck down with, right. like, spiky... His spiky robot boots, and that's the end of the trade right there. Boom. But that's what I love. Almost what I love most about it was that it feels like a 1940s radio serial where at the end of every issue there's like, you know, Flash Gordon's dead. Yeah. Know, tune yeah, in next yeah. week. Yeah, like you see uh, my dad used to watch like the uh, Rocket Rocket Man serials that right. would eventually become Rocketeer, and you, you pretty much just see like Rocket Man just get killed. Like he's every, dead. Every episode. Like his head is cut off. I'm like, tune in next week to see what happens. <laughs> And then they show like this the video serials like a completely different clip and his head doesn't get chopped off. Right. But I mean that's exactly you're exactly right. And I, that's the fun part. And you're like, what else you know, what what gets people to read the next issue in today's comics? You know, this is a great way, you know, to have fun with it and and, and read the next issue. Right. I, I love Fury you know. And I would have never picked up once again Fury Agent if it wasn't for the, the show, so I mean, I'm definitely yeah. going to run out to my uh, LCS and pick yeah. up some, some I trades. wish the Dark Horse app had the issues. You know, we'd snatch those S's up. We'd buy it. I <laughs> would pay you monies, Dark Horse. Pay the monies. Um, Fear Agent, you know, maybe we'll do another volume for another episode. It's so good. I would it's do that. It's that good. It's worthy to be yeah. on the internet soon. Mm-hmm. Let's not wait. I like how, uh, well, a lot of his inner monologue was really good. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was frankly, because he had no one to talk to but himself anyway. And uh, I also like how, you know, uh, keeping in that 50s, 60s genre of sci-fi, because I was alive then and I know this, uh, like his, like even his alcoholism wasn't a crutch. Like now, right. like even with Demon in a Bottle, but nowadays, like, he'd have demons to fight and, you know, internal, all kinds of crazy S. Mm-hmm. But he he was a drinker. And he liked to do it, and what got him through the day. But it wasn't an issue. It, they play it more like a frat boy, like when Mara first comes aboard the ship, and she's like, yeah. "It smells like, yeah, you know, yeah, like farts and beer in here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then that one, the first mission, he, you know, he did it sober because I guess Annie didn't think he could do it. Like the one, the, the very first one where he blew mm-hmm. up the, uh, you right. know, the the secret lair. And it was just, you know, it's just, it's it's almost, it's not like a very dark, dramatic portion of the character. It's kind of almost like a fun add-on, mm-hmm. which was which is cool. Well, and like we said, the whole book is fun. Not, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's dark in a way that doesn't make it dark. 
mm-hmm. and it's post-apocalyptic in a way it doesn't really make it apocalyptic. It's mm-hmm. great. Check it out. Everybody should, everybody should check it out. You guys want to hug right now? Just hug it out. Yeah, Let's okay. all hug it out. <laughs> Put your mic down. Um, so that's Fear Agent. Anyone, anyone have any closing words for Fear Agent before we get into the letters? Rick Remender, Rising Star. That's that's my comment. <laughs> check it out. My last words, again, i got to go with uh, the uh, letters pages and stuff on these books. It's fun. Amazing. Yeah, fun. Remender, uh, people writing in. With critiques and everything, and, then, and he's he's addressing them, and uh, you know he's keeping you in the loop. It's really amazing. Yeah, in the first issue, he talked about you know his vision for the character and what he loved when he was growing up, and that's what he tried to bring to the character. But yeah, as a side note, your point about his monologue, his Samuel Clemens com- uh, quotes were were pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the story too. Oh yeah, I did have a point about that. I wonder if um, Remender, like, was I wonder what came first, like the chicken or the egg? Was he did he know he had Clemens quotes that he wanted to work into a comic or a book, or did he was he was he writing Heath Houston and said, "I need somebody or something that he could quote like that"? That just had me thinking for some yeah. reason. Yeah, I mean, how does a writer come to that point? Does he already know Samuel Clemens' work? Yeah, and then like, yeah, this would this would work here. It's like because well, it's really good stuff, right? But how he how he inserted into the story, the yeah, first issue. Maybe that's why he makes him Southern. Yeah, I don't know. That's true. Yeah. Maybe maybe Rick Reminder Southern. By Fist of Science. Oh, I should wiki, wiki, gotta, him. Gotta wiki him. Travel wiki. Now, this is this is the segment of the show where we get into your letters that you send in. Letters at paperkeg.com. We'll get into it. If it's too racy, we won't. If it's, if it's borderline, we'll get to it. Agreed. Um, Mark Farrington usually reads them. He's on assignment. In Chicago. <laughs> Mark, thank you again for giving me the honor of doing this. Um, the paper keg, the rest of the paper keg staff, and the readers will uh, be happy to know that we got our first uh, book club related excellent letter in from a listener. Uh, guy's name is Don Garvey. Love you, Don. It's lengthy, but like uh, I'm going to read it because you know what? He loved Fear Agent as well. Let's get into it right now. Uh, it's from Don. Last night, Darth Vader came down from Planet Vulcan and told me that I, if I didn't send paper keg my question, that he'd melt my brain. Nice let's back not, to the future reference, right? Let's not keep the brain-melting stuff to ourselves in this case. With Fear Agent, Rick Remender is delivering comic stories that I want to read and read more of. This brand of science fiction adventure hasn't been present in the industry for decades, and there is next to nothing in the hard sci-fi realm. Why isn't there more straight sci-fi in comics? There is some. Warren Ellis consistently brings the sci-fi, whether he's doing it grungy, foul-mouthed indie comics or doing superheroes, and sci-fi is certainly present in the superhero genre to different degrees. For the most part, however, I'd argue that the superhero genre uses sci-fi as a mechanism to describe a way physics-defying cartoon abilities conceived 50 to 80 years ago when the details of why Superman can fly or why the Hulk can be the Hulk didn't really matter to readers. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's the definition of the superhero genre. You kind of expect fluffy Star Trek, Star Wars sci-fi. Nonetheless, books like Fear Agent represented a significant portion of the comic book market back in the days of black and white TV and the wonders of the space age. Why don't comic readers demand more sci-fi comics like Fear Agent? Is the lack of sci-fi comic books purely market-driven? Had the science fiction fans stopped looking for good stories in the comic book store and gone elsewhere? Is sci-fi in the vein of Fear Agent too hokey for too many readers? Is straight sci-fi meant for novels and movies and doesn't belong in comics? Do comic fans prefer the fluffier side of sci-fi like Star Wars, Star Trek, Batman Beyond over the deeper stuff that emphasizes the science in sci-fi? 
Is it because we all live in a science fiction world in the first place and readers seek escape rather than more of their own day-to-day? I demand an explanation. This guy is blowing my mind. We might need to take a week to come up with an explanation for Don. God, blew my mind. Um, I want to see his birth certificate. There are good points. Why aren't there more uh, sci-fi books like this? You would think this would be a huge genre for comics. Well, after reading Fear Agent, it, it's yeah, it's only logical to figure that there needs to be more. Mm-hmm. I would think I'd, to man, I don't know if I can answer all those poignant questions, but got to think 30 years ago or even 40 years ago sci-fi was big you know Huge. spaceships lightsabers flash cordon like we just talked about uh because i think you know as a culture we were looking to to be part of that world right and as i think you know we move into you know iphones and things like that where we're we're beating you know yeah like with, there's no there's never going to be a button on a spaceship now that we have touch screens I think more people are looking for a fantasy type book. This guy over and here is not throwback. You know, it's a, I don't even need to answer. More no, properties are Lord of the Rings right now than they are Star Trek. You know, true. but at the same time, you know that that could always shift. That paradigm could always shift back to sci-fi. And I think some of the best writers do both. Right. So. And we, we got to get handed to cats like Rick Remender for uh, just keeping it yeah. kind of in our but in our view. You know, and uh. Rick does it, Rick Remender, like I'm so, you know, like we're best friends. You know, me and Rick. Uh, no, but he does, he realizes that every once in a while you want to read a throwback sci-fi story. And so he takes that desire and makes it into a good book. But, uh, I mean, if every X-Men issue was an issue about them in space fighting the Shi'ar and it was sci-fi, would you be interested in that in the long term? No. I actually don't even really like the X-Men the Shi'ar stuff. Right. So uh, I think... Sci-fi properties are probably best left to create our own one-offs than they are in the mainstream mm-hmm. comics universe. I agree. In my own mind. I agree with that. I think they belong in their own universe. Yeah. Don't get mixed up in the old... Don't uh, do it. Yeah. Don't, don't do, do it. All right. Don't do it. Halo. Sci-fi. Love it. <laughs> Next in was actually from Anonymous, because the guy is... I don't know what his problem is, but you'll soon find out. Do you guys remember the Marvel swimsuit issues? Did you ever get the impression that She-Hulk just got done being plowed by Lockjaw in some sort of disgusting, traveling, interspecies sex carnival? I have attached a link for reference. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, Anonymous. Look, I mean... What's the link? Is it any good? I'm looking at the link. It's, it's it? like uh, I'm watching a hente over here. <laughs> I don't want to see it. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. What is hente? Am, maybe am, you should am, Wikipedia that. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to make me... Maybe you should no, do that on your own, Jensen. <laughs> Hente, I'm not am I that out of the loop? I know I'm pretty out of the loop, but I mean, am I that out of the loop? Get that mic away from your mouth before I shove Aww. it down. <laughs> wait, wait, is that what they do in Hente? Do they shove a lot of things in places? Next email, do we have another one? <laughs> Next one comes from Harry L. Anybody read that Bendis Oming kids book? I was going to buy it and saw there was $10 on the Marvel app, which is stupid. It is stupid. There what book is that? Taki, Takasoma. No, no, I, it's Takeo. I skip that. Takeo. It's like uh, these two little girls that uh, are superheroes. It's by Oming and Bendis. Uh, no? No, I don't read it. Hmm. But I do love uh, Towers. I know. You Towers. like? Uh, did you like the Bendis Maleev run of Daredevil? <laughs> <laughs> you almost got me. But yes. Uh, all right. All right. One more. Yeah, we didn't read the one Takeo. More. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, sorry. Randy Goldby writes in. I've heard a few different comments on the podcast about this day tripper. I would love a quick rundown of why this was good. 
Maybe I'm made of stone, but being bored, then interested, then complacent, then bored, and then quitting isn't a frequency on my emotional spectrum. Randy Golby. Randy did not like Day Tripper. I love Day Tripper. Love so do I. It. Now it's out on the comics app, too. Yeah. You want to go? I think the first issue may be free. Go read it on your iPad. Check it out. I think if you're a big two fan, you're not going to like Day Tripper. Because there's exactly. no superhero element. There's very little in the way of supernatural element, I would think. It's mm-hmm. very. It's not touched on except as a transference to the next issue. I just. Uh, I think it's one of those rare comic books that just makes you stop and think about your own life. Wow. Uh, you know, that you, you want to reread. And, like, that's one of the books I know that for years to come, I'll, I'll think of it finally. Be like, you know, I haven't read Day Tripper mm-hmm. in six months. I, you know, it. it the words are so beautifully crafted. The art is... Your words like, are so beautifully crafted. That's generally. right. I know. I love you. Yeah, the art is very pulpish, you. but in a way that really makes... That's right. Makes the story pop. I mean, it's, if you don't like Day Tripper, you need to think about what don't you like about your own life. God damn. Don't make wow. me cry. Man. That was pretty deep. I'm not going to lie to you right now. Um, next show, we're going to be reading Demon... In oh, a man. bottle. I can't wait. I love that story. I can't wait to see Heitmeyer's drawing. My cover. shirt is soaked in beer, and all I can smell is beer right now. So and baby vomit. Don't want to go change. Jen, <laughs> uh, did we have a sponsor for the show? I think our sponsor should continue to be the Lonely Housewife Slow Pony Makers <laughs> of Cedarville, New Jersey, which have soon. moved since last week because now they're not next to the tree. They're about four feet towards the fence. Pictures coming. They make fake horses, y'all. Yeah, if anyone uh, mildly enjoyed the show, be sure to rate us on iTunes. Headshots. Uh, there's not a limit. There's not a ceiling on the amount of ratings no. we get. So. Stay tuned for word about a Philadelphia Comic Con appearance by Paper Keg. What? <laughs> Underscored. All right, we'll see everybody. Last word, drink. Yeah.